super good. Welcome back to the continuation of this conversation, talking about the value, importance, and gift of time alone. Last week, we focused on the context of time alone in our relationships with others, and we just touched the surface of the link between our relationships with others and our relationship with ourselves. And today we are going to dive deep into our relationship with ourselves and how to befriend ourselves and the benefits of doing so. So without further ado, let's get right back into this. If you missed part one, you can always go back and listen to it. Let's get back into it. First and foremost, we've got to stop comparing ourselves to others. There's a difference between comparison and being inspired. For example, I don't look at Gandhi and say, wow, he's incredible. I suck for XYZ reason because I'm not him and I can't do what he can do. I look at Gandhi and I'm inspired. And the word inspire comes from the Latin inspirare, to breathe or blow into, as in I am infused by, or as I like to think, awakened within me are the qualities I admire in Gandhi, which I too share because we are both humans who have the same capacities. I might need to breathe into and give effort to awaken my Gandhi nature, but I'm inspired because his example is something I can feed within myself. My expression of those qualities will be of Lydia nature, and I love that. I'm grateful for that. That's the beauty of difference. Because everyone expresses these qualities differently. That's the difference between comparison and being inspired. So now that we're not looking outward and comparing ourselves, we've taken responsibility and accountability for filling our own cup up and no longer taking from our cup with things like comparison or unhealthy or unaligned relationships. We set out to befriend ourselves. I've said it before and I'll say it until the day I die. You are the only person you will live with. And spend 24-7, 7 days a week, 52 weeks of the year for the rest of your life with. So, with that perspective, there's only one option for peace of mind and a grateful heart, which starts with befriending yourself. Be your own best friend. Like we talked about before. By doing so, you allow relationships in your life that actually add something to your life and don't just plateau, don't just keep you stuck or keep you at one level and vice versa. 
but it actually adds and elevates and is a beautiful give and take between the people in those relationships. And by having relationships in our lives that add something to them, we end up with the best people surrounding us for our highest good and theirs because we can give more to them when our cup is full and we are our own best friend first. Accepting who you are in totality, your mistakes, your triumphs, your shortcomings, your talents, your dreams, your essence, your difference is essential when talking about our relationship with ourselves in the foundation of befriending ourselves and strengthening that foundation within. The sooner we can accept ourselves for who we are, the easier this will be. Part of this is forgiving ourselves. One who forgives themselves forgives others. Forgiveness is an essential step in befriending oneself. Once you bring forward into your awareness all that you need to forgive yourself for, see it clearly without judgment, and practice compassion and understanding, you can put it down. It will let itself go. And I can speak for that wholeheartedly because I have been there. I have made mistakes that are so out of alignment with who I am and what I value. And I just had to forgive myself. I had to be open enough to even understand why I would have done those things and not use them as an excuse, but hold myself accountable, say sorry when it was appropriate, and then let it go. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. And forgive yourself for knowing better and not doing better. Get to the root of why you didn't act in alignment with your knowing. Why you didn't act in alignment with your values and your character. Because then you can get to some sort of resolution, some sort of solution, so that the next time you're tested, and you will be tested because we are always tested, you can rise up. You can act in alignment with your knowing. You can act in alignment with your values and your character. And do all of this so you can move forward and leave the past in the past once you learn from it with compassion. Otherwise, it's like having a metal ball change your ankles, constantly trying to drag that as you walk into your future, always having that thing holding you back. And forgiveness is, I think, from my own experience, such an essential part of accepting ourselves in totality. Because there's, I mean, look, there's parts of us that, ooh, fuck, where was it? Shit, sorry. <laughs> so much swearing. It was an affirmation that I came across, which was basically that whatever I've once felt was something to reject in myself, something that 
other people didn't value something that made me stand out, stick out like a sore thumb, whatever, whatever that is to you, that is your superpower. That is your ability and your gift to give something different to the world. That is your difference and your difference is so worth celebrating. I cannot stress it enough. Here's an example. For me, my perspective has always been very large, all-encompassing, all-considering. You could say up in the clouds. I don't I don't really know how to describe it because, you know, it's my my perspective, my vantage point. But there's a real gift in that. I I'm so focused on unity and what binds us together as humanity as all these beings living on this one planet together all being the same manifestation same creation of this one life force this this mystery i am so and have always been so intrigued by it and also so perplexed by our inability to see this and respect our common humanity our common our common grounds with other creatures and our inability for unity and peace. That's a gift. I can either reject that because some people don't understand it. Some people like scoff at it and say, you think peace is possible? Like you're crazy. You're so unrealistic, but it's not. We need those people. This is the example. We need those people, we need those differences to make this world a better place. That is the power of your gift. And the more that we can accept our gifts and our differences, the better our world can become. And it really is that powerful. No matter what scale your gift is at, however you think you can share it with the world, accept it. Find it, accept it, and embrace it. Because the other option is to reject it. And I've been down that path too. And that is a, and I'm sure a lot of you have as well. No one wants to live in that space. That's not what life is meant to be. There's so much more to life when we open ourselves up. And that starts with opening ourselves up to who we are and just accepting and it's deeper than what we see in the mirror. It's, it's so deep to our core, our essence. But it starts with however you reject yourself. Forgiving and accepting those empty and shattered pieces. Living for anyone else's approval. Anyone else's standards, anyone else's ideals or ideas of a successful, meaningful life is a waste of time and life. You have to live for yourself first. Your own approval, your own standards, your own ideals and ideas of success and meaning. Find those and hold yourself accountable to them, to act in alignment with them. Because when you do, Live for yourself first and foremost. Again, how you show up and what you give to everything and everyone in your life is positively impact to the nth degree. 
because that's authenticity. That's the value and the gift of authenticity. And look, if you notice that you're low-key or even high-key a bad friend, mean, ungrateful, judgmental, manipulative, narcissistic, or whatever it is you're aware that you don't like about yourself, guess what? You're one step closer to being someone you would actually be friends with and to befriend yourself because you are aware. And with that awareness, you're compassionately befriending who you are today with those traits. In whatever capacity this manifests in your life, figure out how it's actually mirroring to you a lack of authenticity, an abandonment of your true self. Are you mean because people were mean to you and it made you close and it made you cold and so that became your shell and your defense mechanism? See, the benefit that lies in realizing the transition in the path back to yourself, to your authentic self, with that awareness you can decide if you want to and how you're going to change, how you're going to nurture and by nurturing expand your capacity to be a good friend, be kind or grateful, non-judgmental, uncalculating, or non-egotistical. We can explore when we tend to act a certain way, what triggers it, and where we would have picked these tendencies up likely as children, as defense mechanisms, like I said. There's a quote that emphasizes the importance of this perfectly. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Once we make the unconscious conscious, we restore our power. We all have capacities within us for both sides of equality, for both meanness and kindness for virtue and vice. What makes the difference is using our awareness to choose which one we feed. There's a little story that goes, an old Cherokee told his grandson, my son, there is a battle between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger, jealousy, greed, resentment, inferiority, lies in ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, humility, kindness, empathy, and truth. The boy thought about it and asked, Grandfather, which wolf wins? The old man quietly replied, The one you feed. We have the choice which wolf we feed. So, in deciding to feed the wolf of befriending ourselves and the good wolf, let's talk about how to be your best friend. Speak to yourself like you would speak to a best friend. If you notice your internal dialogue is incredibly toxic and negative, that's got to stop. You decide that's got to stop. In order to stop it, get curious and inquisitive, like we just talked about. Get to the bottom of why you're saying such things to yourself, where you picked them up, 
and decide to actively change it. Go do things alone. If this is uncomfortable for you at first, good. That means you're growing. Do things alone that you would have needed company in order to feel comfortable doing so. Obviously, be smart and safe. Start with small activities, a walk around the block, sitting at the park alone, and work your way up to things like having a meal alone, going to a museum alone, and traveling somewhere alone. Be bored. Cut out the overstimulation so you can be stimulated by your own self. This is such an important thing that we can learn by trial and error. Cut out the noise. I cannot stress this enough. We have so many options to stimulate ourselves, but the most stimulating and the most rewarding is your own stimulation. Again, it's trial and error. Figure out how to cut out that stimulation, what boundaries you need to set with yourself and the external noise, and go within. Be bored, because boredom breeds creativity. It will breed something you would not otherwise have done if you were watching Netflix, on social media, whatever it is. And this again comes back to the intention and the decision of how we spend time with other people. Are we using them for stimulation or are we deciding to spend time with someone because we want to spend time with someone, not because we need the stimulation of their presence? Again, it's, it's a balance. It's figuring out it's questioning yourself. It's checking yourself when you realize, hey, wait a minute, I'm just using my friends right now for stimulation in an unhealthy way versus, you know, I want to be in my friend's presence and I want to enjoy their company and have a good time. You know, it's, but that's where the compassion and honesty comes in and why checking yourself and questioning your decisions and actions and bringing conscious intentional awareness to them is so important for this. If you find you're uncomfortable with boredom, there's your edge. There's the edge of your comfort zone. You've just met it. Fantastic. Now grow. Get outside that comfort zone. Be bored and figure something out. Remember when you were a child. Remember You filled your own boredom with vast creative solutions to that. If I find myself being caught up in overstimulation, I ask myself, how would someone have spent their time in the 19th century, in the 18th century? I look at those periods with less and less stimulation, and I wonder what I could be learning from them. What could I do? If I didn't have technology, what would I be doing? Writing? Reading? You know, uh, I love to use those as ways to check myself. Matthew McConaughey said it beautifully in his book Green Lights, which you can check out with the link in the show notes. When we fear leaving them, the comfort zone, or not having them because we fear being able to survive then we are in jeopardy of losing ourself and our God. Like I said in part one, you're the only one you've got from day one to the last day of your life. Jeopardizing that, jeopardizing ourself in its totality, 
and depth and possibility, to me, I've decided is not an option. How do you decide about that? How do you feel about that? Are you willing to jeopardize yourself for comfort? Your vast depth and possibility in getting to know yourself and this world outside of yourself? It's you and how you view the world, how you understand and move through your experience as a human being with your belief system and understanding of the mystery of life itself and creation and all of that. I can't jeopardize that. And I won't. That's my, that's one of my values that I've defined. How do you define that? Define it for yourself. That's the important thing. And if you realize, as I think we can all realize, the ways in which our fear of leaving our comfort zone and not having those comforts because we're afraid that we will not be able to survive outside our comfort zone, survive being whatever narrative is playing in your head, i.e., actually survive or emotionally mentally survive that's when we're jeopardizing losing ourselves and losing our connection with something greater than ourselves with the mystery of life itself and the beauty of the vast depth and possibility that life itself offers us we can ask ourselves we can check ourselves That's the gift of being a human. I don't think, as a philosopher, a lot of philosophers emphasize reason. Reason is what sets humanity apart from other animals. And I actually disagree. Is it one of the things? Absolutely. Our ability to reflect, I believe, is vastly more incredible. Because through reflection, we can change. Through reflection, we can propel ourselves to new levels, new experiences. We can touch life itself and the mysteries of life itself. That's incredible. But that's a tangent from an unconventional philosopher. (laughs) You just have to decide how that quote, that idea, sits with you but decide that's the point that's the point of conscious intention and decisions is that you've decided you've declared it you're accountable to it and you will then act in alignment with it it's you and what you believe in outside and within yourself that's what it comes down to it's work especially if this isn't your mo but that's the point To take responsibility and more so accountability for your own well-being means doing the work necessary to establish that solid foundation within because that's where the magic all happens. That's where the magic all comes from. That depth and possibility that exists within you, the more you touch that, the more you strengthen your connection to that, that's where magic really happens by spending time alone with yourself 
You will get to know yourself with far more clarity and depth than ever before. You will touch that within you more and more. You'll get to know it. You'll strengthen it. It will become part of the foundation of yourself and your life. And when the going gets tough, help yourself. Like you would help a friend, demonstrate your own ability to depend on yourself for help. Like the duality of our qualities, we have a side of us that feeds fear, doubt, and pessimism, but we also have a side of us that feeds balance, belief, and optimism. Figuring out, again, by practice, by trial and error, how to be that force for balance is essential. If you find, for example, that you feed your emotions and impulses so much so that you don't use reason and logic to balance that out, well, there's your answer. If you find that you use reason and logic and don't equate your emotions and internal guidance, then there's your answer. You can imagine that part of yourself, the part of yourself that can help you help yourself as your higher self, this self beyond space and time that knows and can guide you. You can imagine that part of yourself as your internal guide, yourself within that knows and can guide you. However, it helps you to visualize that. Talk through with that self that is connected to the infinite depth and possibility that exists within yourself and also is connected to the infinite depth and possibility that is outside of yourself, outside of space and time that is connected inherently with the mysteries of life itself. The more we can rise to the occasion when we're in situations in which we need help, in which we would have turned to someone else, that's strengthening and fortifying that foundation within ourselves. That's rounding out and expanding our relationship with ourselves even more because there's always room to continually expand our relationship with ourselves, our understanding of ourselves and the world within and throughout. It doesn't mean we don't ask friends for help, but it means that we work through as much of it as we can on our own and then we go with all of that to someone who can objectively help us who can demonstrate the least amount of bias and help us work through, okay, I figured this and this. I want to do this and this. And you get that feedback and that help from an external source, but you've done all the work on your own as well. And that's the most important thing because at the end of the day, we can ask people for help. We can get other people's help, but it's only us that have to live with the consequences of our decisions and actions. Those also impact other people. But at the end of the day, we're the ones we answer to at night when our head hits the pillow. And that's something that I really, reading Matthew McConaughey's book, I really loved the way that he talked about that idea of you're the only one you actually sleep with that night, no matter who's in your bed. I love that. I totally recommend his book, genuinely. Whether you know him as an actor or whatever. This is a book by a human being that has a great understanding and connection with himself and with life itself. The whole concept of the book is that we, (laughs) this just became a plug for Matthew McConaughey's new book, 
But I, in, in this context, I think it's a great read. The whole context of the book is green lights. You know, sometimes we hit yellow lights and red lights in our lives that cause us to slow down or even stop, but eventually all those lights turn green. And he's reflecting on years and years of his journaling and his own reflection and figuring out, okay, what did I do to catch more green lights? What did I do to turn those red and yellow lights green? If that's something that sounds interesting to you and sounds like you could learn from, 10 out of 10 recommend. The link is in the show notes. (laughs) Okay, finally, a very exciting talk a little bit about the benefits of befriending ourselves, the benefits of strengthening our solid foundation within ourselves. First and foremost, self-discovery. Like I said, there is infinite depth and possibility within ourselves. The more we connect with ourselves, shut off the external noise, minimize the stimulation, and go within, the deeper we understand ourselves, our conscious and unconscious patterns and all of that great jazz that exists within us and that we are connected to, which then moves into the next benefit, which would be self-awareness. This might be something that you've, you know, heard about in context of emotional intelligence or whatever, but the ability to be, like I said, in, in terms of, you know, what sets us apart as humans, the ability to reflect on our own actions and beliefs and ideas and whatever and be aware of those is a great gift. The more time you spend alone with your own company, reflecting, inquiring, making the unconscious conscious and working through it all, the more you feed your awareness of self, your needs, your boundaries, your values, and your ambitions. We get to know who we are really, our essence, who we were before we were taught who to be and what to aspire to. So that's really the link between self-discovery and self-awareness. And we have the time to, by default of spending alone, to envision direction for our lives, to dream and have ambitions and decide what those are and the actions we need to take to make those our reality. When we intentionally and purposefully tune out the world, others, and stimulation, we journey within, and we can develop a strong understanding of self. From there, it's clear what and how to act in alignment with all that. So then, we get to the next benefit, which is authenticity. As you meet, accept, and befriend yourself in your totality, the easier it becomes to show up authentically without second-guessing yourself. I am who I am. This is who I am. This is how I'm showing up. I'm not going to try to be anyone else that I'm not. I'm just going to be my best self. I'm going to be as kind as I possibly can. And here I am. You can accept me or you can't, but I don't really give a crap because I accept me. And that's all I need because I've shown myself, I've demonstrated to myself that I am enough. That is a gift of time alone. Which then brings us to resilience. But before that, there's a great quote from Gandhi that I found through my own experiences exemplifies this. 
which is happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. Maybe even better yet, instead of happiness, because happiness is a fleeting thing, we could call it contentment or peace or vitality, something that's a little more concrete and long-lasting that stays with you, that is that solid foundation regardless of the ups and downs that are going on in your life. So long as what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony, it doesn't quite matter the waves that you're going through, which brings us to resilience. That builds resilience. The more you demonstrate how much you can overcome and what you're capable of overcoming on your own, the stronger your sense of self and strength to overcome is. You build courage from that and courage breeds fearlessness and that allows you to take risks required to make your life as beautiful as the visions and dreams that dance in your head. And you know all of those because with your self-awareness, self-discovery, and authenticity, you've defined and begun to act in alignment with all that. So first define to yourself those values, those dreams, those ambitions, those visions, and define to yourself the types of people that align with that. Because then there's all that you can hold yourself accountable to right there, written down. And all of that breeds confidence, esteem, and worth. The deeper you meet and befriend yourself, and the more you hold yourself accountable to act in alignment with your character and values, confidence, esteem, and worth become the byproduct. And I think that this is really, I think for a lot of people, this idea of confidence even just confidence, I was going to say confidence, esteem, and worth, but really even just confidence is such a mystery. But it really just comes back to that confidence is the byproduct of accepting yourself and by accepting yourself, not second-guessing yourself. Because of this, we can restore belief in ourselves and our abilities if we forget it. Something I recently realized is by befriending yourself in this capacity, we shift self-consciousness and as a result of self-consciousness and security to simply self-awareness. To me, I've realized the difference is if self-consciousness produces insecurity, self-awareness produces empowerment, authenticity, growth, and security within the foundation of ourselves. For example, if I'm self-conscious and I walk into a room, maybe I'm sizing up the whole room and then I'm sizing myself up against the room. I'm doing all of this in my head. I'm so caught up in my head. But by doing everything that we've just talked about in this episode, now I walk into that room and I'm just excited to be there. I'm happy to be there because I've decided to be there and I brought my intention to be there and bring my full presence. I'm not measuring myself up against anyone in that room. I'm just there. I'm here to have a good time. Here I am. Talk to me or don't talk to me. I am here. Here I am. That's it. I'm free. I'm free from self-consciousness. I'm just here. Now, in the present moment, enjoying myself. Which, I guess, brings us to 
the next benefit, which would be decision-making, which, again, goes in context of that Gandhi quote. We make better decisions and intentional conscious choices and actions as a result of all of this that we've talked about. We surround ourselves with people that are meant for us, that add to our lives and are better for us, that we give and take and raise each other up. We water each other to grow by being in relationship. That is the gift of relationships. You can go after what you want because you've spent enough time alone shutting out the noise and discerning for yourself what that is. And once you've defined your values, your boundaries, your needs, your vision, you can take actions that are in alignment with all of that rather than jeopardizing yourself and your God, as Matthew McConaughey says, rather than jeopardizing your character and your future through unaligned actions and decisions. And then finally, beyond self, there are so many benefits of time alone and befriending yourself that goes beyond the self, that translates throughout, through your relationships, through how you show up in your life, through giving your gift to people, to the world, whatever. So I'm just going to touch on a few of those because honestly, for me, it's just a little harder to speak on because I am (laughs) just living my life. I'm still experiencing things, but I definitely have defined a few things already that are the byproduct and benefit throughout and beyond yourself. So one of those is because of all of this that we've talked about, we are able to show up fully because you know yourself. You fill your own cup up first and you accept and are grateful for who you are. You show up fully and unapologetically, kind of like we said, the difference between self-consciously walking into a room and just being. And showing up fully is a gift for all. You are the only you that has ever and will ever live. Don't take that lightly. For that reason, your presence in your full authentic embodiment is a gift, literally a gift to anyone who is lucky enough to cross your path. That goes for every single person in this world. Because we can learn from everyone's experiences and perspectives. We can learn from each other. We can elevate each other just by being fully ourselves. Another benefit is being able to give fully to those in our lives and our ambitions. Because of all this, you can truly give to everything and everyone in your life because your cup is not only full because you filled it, but also because it now runs over in abundance because you are consistently and continually filling it up. And simply by being, you lead by example. In our world It is almost an act of rebellion to accept yourself fully and unapologetically without jeopardizing, obviously, without jeopardizing anyone else's autonomy and authenticity. But that is such a gift because you show people it's possible. You show people you're a torch lighting the way. You show others what is possible simply by befriending yourself. And the last benefit throughout 
your life beyond yourself is that your life will shift. It will shift in the direction of infinite depth and possibility. And that's all there is to it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did talking about it. I feel like I say that every week, but I truly mean it. I love having these conversations. I love sharing this stuff with everyone. I hope that this was great food for thought for you, inspiration for actions. I 100% recommend journaling on this topic. Maybe replay the episode and write down some things that stand out to you. Write down some things you think you could benefit from implementing and trying. Really roll with it. Really figure out where you need to spend more time alone, where you need to tune out the world, and how you're going to establish, strengthen, and fortify that foundation within yourself. What do you need to forgive yourself for? What do you need to accept that you reject? Where did you learn to reject that in the first place? Make the unconscious conscious and then make what you think, say, and act in alignment to produce harmony and peace. (laughs) And figure out the ways in which you're jeopardizing yourself by staying in your comfort zone. Especially if everything we just talked about feels outside of your comfort zone. Really get objective and compassionate and honest and ask yourself, what am I going to lose if I don't establish this relationship with myself? What am I going to lose by not meeting myself in depth and my infinite possibility? What is the world going to lose by me not doing that, by me not befriending myself and being able to show up fully and authentically? Happy reflective travels with all of that. Reself has begun our beta program. You can still apply through the end of February to be a beta tester. A great way to begin this work with yourself and strengthening that foundation within and your relationship with yourself. The link is in the show notes to apply. As always, follow Reself on Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, whatever floats your boat. I hope you have a lovely week. Bye, everybody.